This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace makes it easy to make any kind of website you need, pretty much. Really? Any kind? Uh, well, I mean, I'm scrambling here to think of ones you couldn't make on Squarespace, so I think that means something. Okay. You can use templates by world-class designers. You can drag and drop. You can make it look great on every device. You know this. Go to squarespace.com and start your free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code SPILLED to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. The future's coming. Make it brighter with Squarespace. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we're talking about frosting. And this was suggested by listener Emily. Thank you, listener Emily. And and Matthew and I just, uh, you know, uncovered yet another dimension of our personalities here in, in looking at the agenda we've prepared. Um, oh, there's a stink bug. Oh, is that what that On, is? Yeah, that's what that's called. It's a stink bug. It's harmless. Okay. Yeah. All right, great. There's a scary bug. Um, anyway, so we each, when it comes time to do an episode, we each... Uh, tackle like we take turns tackling doing some research mm-hmm. we on take it. turns <laughs> tackling people believe it or not we do research for this show uh-huh. anyway i was in charge of researching frosting and, and basically you should see the outline i made it's like um oh it, yeah it looks I mean, like it, it looks like I might as well have just written a term paper here. Uh, like, this is not an outline that anyone would teach someone to make. It looks like, uh, like, like the outline hand. for a legal brief that you're going to file on behalf <laughs> of a frosting company or against a frosting company. I don't know. What was the frosting crime committed? Who can say? Well, buckle up, listener, because we oh, got a okay. lot of frosting info for you. <laughs> okay. Okay, memory lane, right? Yeah. Um, I did eat frosting as a kid. I mean, the thing that's going to come out over and over on this episode is I don't know if I like frosting. Well, maybe I do. Well, I think we'll about like in Hungry Monkey, you had a recipe for gingerbread cupcakes with like a lemon frosting or, uh, or lemon is that glaze. a lemon glaze? Is oh. it glaze of frosting? You know what? We're going to get into okay. this. Hold that thought. So, But I do have a frosting story from when my kid was uh, two 
So for her second birthday, no, wait, it was, no, it was a little later than that. It wasn't, for, for her second birthday, she just like, um, you know, basically put her face into into a, a giant pile of frosting on top of a cupcake. Mm-hmm. That was cute. Um, this was this was actually later um, that uh, she got like a big cupcake um, to share, uh, to split with uh, with her mom. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Lori was like, um, okay, let's split that cupcake. And Iris was like, okay, you take the bottom and I'll take the top so I can have my frosting. <laughs> Oh my god, that's adorable! It's so classic. <laughs> and she, yeah, so it like said with pure innocence. Oh, that's so did sweet. not get away with it. Uh, so when you were kid, when you were kids, <laughs> when I was kid, oh yeah, I was I was actually multiple kids uh, standing on each other's shoulders wearing a trench coat. That's why I, how I saw all those R-rated movies, <laughs> like Broadcast News and RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, <laughs> I hadn't thought about that old scene of multiple kids standing on each other's shoulders in a trench coat uh-huh. in a long time. I know. Has anyone ever actually done that, do you think? I, I think that the problem is, is that in order to actually have it seem like a... The, like a normal height mm-hmm. result. You would have to do this with like two-year-olds. Yeah, that's true. And they're two-year-olds are not very wobbly. stable. They're yeah, too wobbly. Exactly. Okay, anyway. So when you were a kid, did all of your friends have, or, or you know, was the, was the common birthday cake like the grocery store sheet cake? I think so, yeah. And, and so when you would have that, which piece did you want? Did you want a middle piece? Did you want a corner piece? Did you want um, like the rosette? What? Is that? Oh, like the like the piped um, rose. Oh, okay. Like, decoration. Um, I think I wanted a corner piece, but here's the thing: I genuinely don't remember. Like that kind of like grocery store sheet cake, I genuinely dislike at oh this point God, in my I life. Love it. But I don't know if I. It seems like I probably liked it fine when I was a kid. Recently, June and I went to a birthday party for her best friend. And um, the family got uh, a sheet cake from a grocery store mm-hmm. for her. And anyway, I was the only adult in the room who was like, yeah, ooh, ooh, I want some cake. Um, and it's true. the That's frosting, adorable. The frosting was too sweet. I had an edge piece. So there was mm-hmm. frosting on top and down one edge. The frosting was too sweet. I ate all the frosting on top and all the cake, but left like the edge. But I still just love it. I love that flavor of like shortening and sugar. I love it. It's like, oh, there's nothing else like it. It gets a little crackly on top. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know uh-huh. I know what you mean. But like, so so we're going to talk about like buttercream frosting and mm-hmm. cream cheese frosting and stuff. Because mm-hmm. cream cheese frosting is the one that I do like. Cream cheese frosting is, I think, the most lovable frosting. Um, I mean, maybe it's the lack of acid in buttercream frosting that that I object to? We're going to get there. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, I've got a buttercream rant. Oh, okay, cool. I know, I know. So let's get right down to it. Yeah, okay. Okay. Let's get serious. So here's the deal. It seems like when, when, when it comes to the term frosting, people fall into two camps. Either they say... Frosting is just the uh, the United States word for icing, for uh, what the rest of the world calls icing. Oh, okay. Okay? That's one camp. The other camp says, no, 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 these are different things. Okay? Are you ready? Are I'm, you ready? I'm ready, but I don't think I fall in either of these camps because I just don't know the answer. Oh, my God. Here we go, Matthew. You're okay. going to have to take a camp. You're going to have to take a camp. I'm going to have to take a camp. Okay. At the end of this. Okay. Are so, you, you're sending me to frosting camp. So here we go. These people who say that frosting and icing are different. Oh, they these dis- people. They distinguish among frosting, icing, and glaze, okay? Okay, I do think glaze is different. I, I have an opinion on that. Okay, hold on. This is not a glaze episode. We're just going to... we gonna. <laughs> are gla- we going to do we're a gonna, glaze episode? We're going to... We're going to... Uh, Glaze over glaze? Yes! Oh, yeah! Yes! 
<laughs> All right. Okay. And that was our frosting episode. It's not going to get any better than that. <laughs> okay. No. So basically, icing is poured or spooned on. It's is that what glaze over means? Would you just wait? Okay, <laughs> My eyes are glazing over, right, exactly. Matthew. We're gonna we're gonna glaze over this. No, we're gonna. I don't uh, think no, that's actually. No, wait, it sounded right when you said it. Term. Uh, no, we're gonna um like breeze by this. Gonna, I, I, there is a thing that sounds gonna, like what you said, but now gonna, our brains are ruined. Oh, I'm never gonna think. Okay, of it. fine. We're gonna spend the rest of the episode though with part of our brains like glazed over, glazed, even over. though it's not the glaze episode. Okay, basically here we go. Okay, okay. so. Icing is thinner and less voluminous than frosting. Frosting mm-hmm. is usually whipped or beaten. Yes. Okay. okay. I'm okay. with you so far. Icing is thinner and less voluminous, but it's thicker than glaze. Okay. 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 Icing is poured or spooned on, whereas frosting is usually kind oh, of smeared. Okay. And so, so icing would it would have like a smooth like text. Well, what okay. am I trying to say? Let me just keep going. Okay. So it's poured or smoothed on, and it sets or hardens. Yes. Okay. Um, ganache is technically an icing. I love ganache. Right? So, uh, g- uh, ganache is technically an icing. So is what's called glacé icing, which is basically just powdered sugar and, and water or lemon juice or... Mm-hmm. Anyway, but yeah, the distinction that we're going to make here is that frosting is usually whipped or beaten. Okay. It's like this voluminous thing that, that we think of in like an American layer cake sense. That's a, what we're going to talk about It's just today. a voluminous thing. It is. It's like a pillow for your teeth. <laughs> Wait, we're, uh, next week's episode is also going to be a lot about pillows. <laughs> Wait, what's next week's episode? Ravioli. Oh, sneak preview. Oh my God, that's a pillow for my... I mean, also mouth. Yeah, mouth pillow. It's a mouth pillow. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so like there are tons of things that fall under the heading of, of frosting, and we are definitely not going to cover them all today. Okay. Are there things that fall into a vat of frosting? Oh, my God. My hands all the time. <laughs> anyway, so according to the Oxford English Dictionary, Whoa. which I don't believe we've ever used as a source so. on this show before, the, the word frosting came about in the 1750s. Okay. Oh, and, uh, yeah, I remember. But icing. Oh, <laughs> your, your dad probably coined it. Yeah, remember, he did. <laughs> My dad. It was the Australopithecus. Right. Yeah. Uh, icing, as a word, came about much earlier in like the 1600s. Okay, so... Okay. So, so frosting is a is a kind of a later invention than what then. But do we know if they did they just start using the word frosting to refer to this icing or was un- it a new this thing? Is unclear. I I think that it's unclear. Okay. I think it's unclear. All right. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. You know, if you have a business that needs to sell things online, maybe you make tea cozies. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe you knit tea cozies that look like different breeds of cat. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm really going for it here. You You need a place to sell those. Now, there are some places online where you can sell that stuff, but you can't make those sites beautiful. Right. Squarespace allows you to set up your e-commerce site, make everything look exactly the way you want it. They have got beautifully designed templates, and it's easy. Yeah, so I'm going to create CozyCat.T, and, uh, I, but I want it to look great on mobile devices also. Oh, so people it can, will do that. Okay. It will do that. It's optimized for mobile right out of the box. I don't have to do a bunch of extra work? No, you just knit your tea cozies. That's right. That's I need to spend my time knitting tea cozies, not designing websites. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're a specialist, Matthew. This is this is all 100% true. What is true <laughs> is that if you go to Squarespace, you can get all of this for one low monthly price, and you can even get 10% off on your first purchase of a website or domain by using the offer code SPILLED at checkout. That's Squarespace. 
squarespace.com. Offer code SPILLED. This episode is brought to you by Jewel, sous vide by Chef Steps. You know, Matthew, I've got this problem. I okay. really love hosting dinner parties or, you know, just having people over to dinner. Of course. But I find it really hard to hobnob with my guests and also get dinner on the table. It's it's really, can you give me hobnobbing advice? I know how to solve this problem. What you need is Jewel, sous vide by Chef Steps. Oh, oh, tell me. It is an immersion circulator. And what that means is you can set it up. You can uh, program it with your phone, uh, you know, with whatever Wait, you're with cooking. with my phone? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's like it's indistinguishable from magic. You tell it what you're cooking <laughs> and it will cook it unattended at the perfect temperature. All you need to do is hobnob. This is crazy. I've always wanted just permission to hobnob into infinity. Yeah, it's loaded with recipes, meat, poultry, fish, eggs, desserts, veggies, Whatever you're cooking, whatever you're hobnobbing, it's there for you. You still have to do the hobnobbing. Well, and I see right here that all I have to do to get it is go to chefsteps.com slash jewel. That's J-O-U-L-E. And I use the code spilled milk, all one word, to get $15 off for a limited time. That's chefsteps.com slash jewel. Offer code spilled milk. Let's talk some frosting types. Do you want to? Yes, I would love to because here I almost have some opinions. Okay. Let's start with buttercream. Okay. This is the one that I don't like. I don't like this either. But isn't this like the most, like when you think of frosting, you think of buttercream? Um, I, I think that some people do. I, I think it is. But like, what do you call the frosting that's on like a grocery store birthday cake? I think that's buttercream. Well, I like that. <laughs> but I, okay. I think of buttercream. As being very flavorless and somewhat slippery. But I think you can make a flavored buttercream frosting. Well, you can. You can. But I mean, buttercream at its most basic Uh is just buttercreamed with powdered sugar plus some flavorings. And then there's a, we should distinguish between that and Swiss meringue buttercream or Swiss Don't know what that is. We're going to get around to um, Swiss Swiss meringue. When I was a kid, we used to go to this place in uh, somewhere in Oregon called Heidi's Swiss Village that was like a, Swiss themed amusement park, like cheap, like like bargain basement downscale amusement park. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when you said Swiss, that was the only thing I thought of. There's no story. So I I think of buttercream though as being I think of buttercream as having a sheen to it almost. Yeah, I think a it has a smoothness, sheen. But what's on a, a cake from the grocery store does not. It doesn't have a sheen? Like a grocery store sheet cake with like rosettes piped on. I'm talking like the white frosting, the colored rosettes. That does not have a sheen. I think, but but I think that is buttercream frosting. Oh my god! This episode. Oh my god! I mean, it's probably not made with real butter, so who knows? No, no, I'm sure it's not. Well, anyway, so buttercream is is sort of the simplest of frostings. But I have to say that I have never been drawn to making a cake with a buttercream frosting. Uh, and I've never been drawn to eating a cake with a buttercream frosting, except maybe as a kid. I don't know. Well, okay, let's, let's, okay, hold on. We've mentioned on the show before that every time I put buttermilk on the shopping list, I write butt milk, right? No, you oh. haven't mentioned that. Well, it's an important thing to know about wow, me. I'm really glad that you saved the time to not write that ER. What did you do with that valuable time? I laughed at my own butt milk joke. <laughs> Every single time. It's like when I hear about that, um, that like uh, powder stuff called muscle milk that oh, they yeah. sell for bodybuilders. That makes me. It's such a great brand it just name because makes me have like some like. Yeah, it's so gross. It it's makes so me easy vomit to in my mouth just thinking about it. Yeah. So anyway, like buttermilk and buttercream sound similar, very different. 
Yeah. Let's let's Good observation, huh? Hold on. I want to skip ahead to to talk oh, Please. I want to talk about like egg white based frosting. Yes. Oh, like a like a 7 minute frosting a seven is minute that a thing? frosting. So I spent I, I think I've made that. I spent a while going down the rabbit hole 7 to, minutes to be exact. to try to distinguish a 7 minute frosting from a Swiss meringue frosting. Oh jeez. Right? Um, so basically, seven-minute frosting is a really old frosting. It's been around since the 1700s. <laughs> Isn't that, that amazing? That's a really old frosting. That's a very You're right. I'm trying to get as excited about that as you are. So basically, you take your egg white, your sugar, your whatever, and you put it all in a double boiler and you beat it in okay. a double boiler. Oh, so it's like slowly coming up to temperature as yes. you. Okay. Yes. And and apparently, it tastes like marshmallow cream. Yeah. I've never made it. Right. Why am I not just like eating this by like the the spoonful? Well, it's it's one of the most striking looking frost frostings because it's like, you know, billows of you know, Nigella Lawson would have a really great sounding way to describe this, but it's, you know, it's like billowy and puffy and like like clouds like like almost uh, overflowing the bowl and I'm doing a hand gesture that's I like I think it's I think it's um tip, I think it's used on a lot of southern cakes. Sure. Uh, I think it's like typical frosting for a coconut cake. Um it, you know uh who is it who has the the cookbook Southern Cakes? It's friend of the oh, show. Nancy McDermott. Nancy McDermott. It's a great book. I love I, I that bet, book. I bet there's some seven-minute frosting in there, right? Probably. Probably. Well, so um, uh, we should admit we didn't make any frosting for today's show. Because oh, I thought guys, we were going to. It's like 10, 17 in the morning. Matthew <laughs> yeah, and I did not feel like making time for cake, or it's eating frosting. Cake. Yeah. Anyway, but okay. So I really want to make seven-minute frosting. I also want to make Swiss meringue frosting. So how are they different? slightly different. Okay. Stella Parks on Serious Eats. Mm-hmm. Okay. She says that you combine granulated sugar and egg whites. You whisk them together over a water bath. So again, a double boiler situation. But then when they reach a certain temperature, you pull them off and whip them off the heat. Wait, which which is, is this? This is this both is of the them? Swiss the Swiss meringue. The seven minute is done completely in a double boiler. Okay. As far as I can tell. Again, I'm sure we've got some listeners. And you who haven't are, made either of these. I have not made okay. either of these. I'm pretty sure we've got some listeners who are going to school. Us. Maybe listeners in Switzerland or yeah. in Heidi Swiss Village. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, Swiss meringue frosting. Basically, you bring the egg whites and the sugar up to a certain temperature. Then you pull it off the heat and basically put it on your stand mixer and begin to beat it. Okay. So basically, I- you uh, uh, hold on. Stella Parks says you warm it and whip it. Oh, wow. I mean, that's what I do every night. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, like like in a Calgon take me away kind of way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in like in an herbal essences kind of way. Yeah, I, mean, I warm up my Celeste pizza for one. Uh-huh. And, and then I get in my Calgon and uh-huh. I warm it and whip it. <laughs> well, with the pizza, pizza in one hand and <laughs> you figure out the and rest. Swiss meringue frosting in the <laughs> yeah. other <laughs> um, okay, I, I, I have a real question here. Like, yeah. if I'm making a cake, how do I decide which frosting to to make? So this is what I don't really understand, and I'm sure we've got some listeners who can help us here. But but basically, there there is some sort of difference between seven minute and Swiss meringue in terms of the finished product. No, I don't mean just Swiss meringue or seven minute. I mean of any of the frostings you've mentioned oh, so far. Well, Matthew, I think you have to think about whether you want a slippery bland <laughs> frosting. Yeah, I, or whether you want something that tastes like marshmallow cream. Okay, what well, number or, one thing I look for in a cake is slippery. <laughs> I love my I found a description online of buttercream as being smooth and neutral tasting. Oh. And I was like <laughs> I think that's a character alignment in Dungeons and Dragons. 
<laughs> I was like, next. Like, who wants to eat that? I want a cake that when I reach for it, it'll like slip out of my grasp. <laughs> Like no, I want to, I want to have to, to like chase that cake. Okay, but here is a whole other thing. So we've talked about buttercream. We've talked about seven minute. We've talked about Swiss meringue. Now mm-hmm. there is a thing called Swiss buttercream. <laughs> we're you, we're going ready? deep here. We are. But okay. Like get this. You start with a Swiss meringue. Okay. Like, okay. And like then you, you just then you add butter to it. As, oh, and okay. okay. You add your butter and your flavorings, and so it. it it, what it is is it's a more stable buttercream. I didn't even know any of these things were unstable. Do you mean like <laughs> like nitroglycerin? Well, I think sometimes like meringues weep, right? I mean, oh, they weep, right. like bad things happen. Oh, when you said meringue, I kind of wasn't at all envisioning like what's on top of a lemon meringue pie. But is that one of the things we're talking about or is yes, that different? But, but that doesn't I don't think of that as having quite as much sugar. I okay. mean, like, like, have you made marshmallows with egg whites? I I don't think I've ever made okay. homemade marshmallows. Well, think about whipping egg whites, right? Yes, I've whipped y- egg whites. You start out like even if you just whip egg whites plain with no sugar, mm-hmm. what what you get eventually is like this fluffy um, thing that, that looks kind of uh, it doesn't have necessarily a sheen to it but when you whip egg whites with sugar especially if you whip them quite a bit with a lot of sugar you get this thing that looks like marshmallow cream and it has this it has this this, like opacity to it Mm -hmm. and 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 this beautiful sheen wow you've been spending a lot of time with the oed (laughs) i think of having to i think of adding you have to add a lot of sugar to egg whites to get that that okay. like opacity. So and that's and that's the the one and that's that's, that's, that's like what we're going frosting. for with frosting. Okay. I think every time you say the word sheen, which you've now said like seventeen times, like first like Martin Sheen pops into my head, and then Charlie <laughs> Sheen, and then Emilio Estevez, and they're just like flipping back and forth like trading cards. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Uh-huh. Anyway, so Swiss buttercream, which is Swiss meringue with butter beaten in is prized apparently by serious bakers it is like the holy grail of buttercreams it's it's what everybody it's like what you're supposed to use i think a lot of like wedding cakes are made with that and i mean when i think wedding cake i think it's probably much more palatable than a a simple buttercream okay i mean imagine because it's got like basically marshmallow cream whipped into it okay i can i now i wish you'd like made all of these different frostings. I wish I had to. I'm like, feeling I'm, like this episode is deficient. No, no, no. I, it's just like, if, if even if you had made them, the listeners still wouldn't get to taste them. Uh, but you we know, would. See, see our slogan. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so, like, I have to use my imagination. I have to put myself into the shoes of the listener mm-hmm. uh, and walk a mile in their put, shoes. You have to put your mind's mouth I have to put my mind's shoes. mouth into the, <laughs> their shoes <laughs> and lick the sole of the listener's <laughs> shoes. Oh, boy. This episode is brought to you by Mr. Clean Magic Erasers. Matthew and I just made this amazing discovery. I mean, yes. we, we knew that Mr. Clean Magic Eraser was good for a lot of things. I have used it to clean practically every wall surface in my house, for one. Yeah, there's not a surface in my house that hasn't been touched intimately by a magic eraser. <laughs> okay, but we just discovered something new, and this is really cool. Like, we weren't even sure it would work, and we actually went and tested it. Yes, no, this is this is like absolute literal truth here. You know the drip pans that go under your burners 
on an electric stove. Yes. Um, and they're perpetually like, especially the rim that sticks out, um, you know, on the top surface of the stove uh, around the burner. It gets crusted with stuff. It gets something that almost looks like rust on it. Yeah. Rust it's like crust. baked on grease. Yeah. It's super gross. And it looks like the kind of thing that would never come off. I mean, I whenever I buy new drip pans, which is not very often, like for a one day, they're just beautiful. And I yeah. feel like a 1950s housewife. Yeah. And then by the next day, they just look like a garbage fire happened on top of my stove. So <laughs> Because we, it did. Yes, that's exactly what happened. So we just went into the kitchen with a Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. Which, uh, once again, for those who have not used them, all you do is you wet it, squeeze it out, and and wipe. Yeah. So I, you know, I wet it in the sink. I squeezed it out. I started scrubbing the edge of the drip pan, one that's been on my stove for months at, at the minimum. It, well, and at first I was like, oh, it's definitely not going to take off this like rust looking stuff. But you kept scrubbing. Oh, ye of little faith. You didn't even you didn't even have to scrub very long. I mean, no. I was just being a doubter. So that's that's the thing about magic erasers. They work great for taking things off of walls, but they work for any time you've got a stain uh, on a surface where you're like, there's just no way this is ever coming out. This is a permanent part of my life now. Magic erasers will get rid of it. It's I'm I'm so impressed. Matthew and I are both like glowing with uh, with the satisfaction of a, of good housekeeping. Yep. <laughs> so to get your own magic erasers, go to your local drugstore or supermarket. They've got them there in the cleaning section. And to learn more about all of the great stains, great stains, all of the <laughs> terrible stains that you can get out using a magic eraser, go to mrclean.com/spilledmilk. That's mrclean.com/spilledmilk. Let's move on to what I think of as like some more like down home American frosting. Good, because like yeah, these these like all the the Swiss things and the I feel like these things take some real skill. Like you know, Grandma, Grandma Joe and Grandpa Grandma Grandma and Grandpa Joe. They're both Joes? Okay, sure. So Why not? Grandpa Joe, Grandma Josephine, oh, okay. Grandpa George, <laughs> Grandma Georgina uh-huh. from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. In the days before they were bedridden, I guarantee uh-huh. you, when they made a cake for Charlie's birthday, they were not making Swiss butter cream. But they lived in England, and I think everyone oh. in England is like several notches fancier than we are at all times, and so probably they make the fancier <laughs> frostings. Anyway, I'm trying to use an example of a grandmother. No, I, no, I, I, I understand. Don't think it, I don't think most people's grandmothers are like making a Swiss meringue frosting. No, my grandmother is 100 years old and probably isn't making any frosting. <laughs> That's correct. Let's talk about like whipped cream frosting. Oh, I didn't realize that was a frosting. I didn't realize either. Basically, it's sweetened whipped cream, sometimes with flavorings. Okay, that just went to the top of my most wanted frosting list. Yeah. If you look at the FBI's most wanted frostings. Yeah. What I have to imagine about that, though, is I just, I can't imagine that it holds up super well. Well, but we did an icebox cake episode, right? Because mm-hmm. that's that's what you use when you make icebox cake. Yes. That's That's the frosting of the icebox cake, and it holds up really well. Yeah. But, yeah. but it has to, like, it, in that case, like, a lot of the moisture is going into the cookies. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a great hand gesture for moisture going into the cookies. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll put that on the website, maybe on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like, how well it would hold up on a regular cake. But that's sort of the thing, one of the things that, that doesn't work for me about cake is, like, I want a dessert that, that like, I can eat, like, kind of right away. Like, like a cake from yesterday. Even Wait, if, like, you don't want to eat cake that was made yesterday? I don't want to eat cake at all, for the most part. <gasps> Do you want to eat pie? Yeah. Oh my god! I have all of these years I have not known you were a pie person. Well, oh I don't love god. either of them. 
This is like your this is like your hatred for condiments. Matthew, there are some things that I cannot believe you haven't gotten over. Yeah. In your adulthood. I mean, is it important that I learn to like cake? I mean, it, it's not like I can't eat cake. It's no. just would never be like in my top 10. No, it's fine. Desserts. I mean, I think you're just a more savory person than a sweet. Yeah, but but I eat sweets all the time. It's just usually like ice cream or cookie or candy bar. Oh god, I would rather have cake than most of those things. Yeah, I would not. Oh wow. But okay, but but I'm not saying that I dislike all frosting, just most frosting. Great. Let's move on to the next okay. frosting. Let's talk about cream cheese frosting. Okay, that's my that's my favorite. That just knocked whipped cream frosting off the top spot on the most wanted list. Cream cheese frosting just committed a heinous crime and is now at the top of the most wanted list. Okay. It's on the so, lamp. So basically it, it's cream cheese, always must use Philadelphia brand. Yep. Um and rim temp butter, uh usually powdered sugar. Usually, frankly, uh, we should say that that frostings use powdered sugar because granulated sugar, unless you're gonna heat it, like in a Swiss Meringue. It's going to be grainy. It's going to be grainy. Anyway, cream cheese frosting, I think of as being, uh, gosh, it, it it wants to be on red velvet cake, carrot mm-hmm. cake. Oh, my God. I love cream cheese frosting on chocolate cake. Yes, at uh, Cupcake Royale in <gasps> the Seattle. The Royale with cheese. The Royale with cheese is my favorite. Is my favorite cake. Oh my god, me too. That, that's an exception to to my hatred of cake. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, I think cream cheese frosting is so perfect because you get the the richness and like the wonderful smooth mouthfeel. I know you love that word. I, I love s- smooth mouthfeel. But you get the tang of cream cheese. Yes, that is what I'm looking for. Is the tang? The tang. We should um, do an episode about tang. Oh my God, let's do. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, let's do. Yep. Um, we oh, can record it in space. Hold on. The last thing that I want to that I want to hit on is what I think of as as another like very American frosting. Although maybe maybe it isn't. But um, let's talk about cooked frostings. Wait, are some of these like the double boiler one isn't cooked. Well, it's different. I'm talking about something like these are cooked frostings are often called boiled frostings. Okay, I've heard that term, which is very unappetizing. Okay, so think about, for instance, um, have you ever had the brownstone front cake at the Wandering Goose? It's, I don't think so. So, so it's basically, um, you know, brown sugar fudge. Yes, Aunt Hill's candy. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's basically that made into a frosting. It's a okay. brown sugar fudge frosting. So you can imagine you make it on the stove top, butter, brown sugar. Okay. There's a lot of beading. Um, that on a cake is incredible. And it does tend to harden like mm-hmm. almost like fudge does, but not that hard. It is incredible. And I think of it as a very southern thing. Panouche frosting is what they might call it. Oh, I've it. heard that word, but I don't I didn't I don't think I knew what it meant until Panouche now. is brown sugar fudge. Okay. Or brown sugar praline, I think some people call I it. I can see myself going for this. It's so good and it's so painfully sweet, but it's so good. Yeah, but it's not like fluffy. No, it's okay. not fluffy. It's maybe it's even more like a glaze because really you pour it on while it's hot. Oh. I mean icing rather. And I okay. Because you pour it on, you don't spread it. You put it on while it's hot because as it starts to cool, it begins to firm up. You don't need to wet it and whip it. Was that the expression? Warm it. Warm it and whip it. Yeah. And then the other thing is so, so Matthew, I'm so into this. Have you ever heard of Richmond frosting? Nope. It's a chocolate. I think from here on out, you can safely assume that any frosting you mention, I have not heard of. Because the the only ones I heard of of going in were white um, and brown. I wish we had somebody on the show who really knew what they were talking about. Because I think that what they might tell us is that boiled frostings are southern in general. Uh Because this other one I want to talk about, Richmond frosting, which is a chocolate boiled frosting, is typically on. 
I've I've just seen it on a lot of like southern chocolate cakes. It mm-hmm. winds up almost like a chocolate pudding. Oh, that sounds good. I yeah. like pudding. Yeah. It's also, um, I think that it's often used on a Boston cream pie. Oh, okay. Which is not a which is not a pie. It's a cake, Which right? is not a pie. It's a cake. Uh, and, and again, I think that this would classify as an icing because it's... I think maybe I like poured. Boston cream pie. I'm not sure. I I'm like the sure name. I'm not sure either. We should do a Boston cream pie episode. Okay, yeah, I would I would make it. Oh, I would boil some oh, frosting. Man, so- yeah, write write this down. I just okay, I just Boston agreed in front of all of these people to make a Boston cream pie. Pie. And we're also gonna do tang. Well, yep. Great. Okay. This has been a very productive morning so wow. far. Wow. Okay. So anyway, um, Okay, wow. what are the next 16 frostings? Let's go. No, that's it. That's all I've got. Like I said- What there, about canned frosting? Like I said, there are so many frostings out there we could talk about, and we're not going to begin to scratch the surface. Uh, we canned frosting? About, we talked about canned frosting on the birthday cake episode, I believe. I have a real soft spot for like store-bought, like, you know, um, on the cake mix aisle I think frosting. it's so gross. <laughs> I haven't had it in a long time. I wanted to like buy a canister of it for this mm-hmm. episode, but Matthew was like, I won't touch that shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm You're such a frosting queen. Yeah, I guess so. This episode was brought to you by Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. And my favorite thing about the Magic Eraser is there's no sprays, uh, no chemicals. You just wet it, you squeeze it out, you start scrubbing, and the stain disappears. It is incredible. To learn more about it, go to mrclean.com slash spilled milk and find it in your local grocery store, too. I feel like I had something else about frosting, but I don't know. I think I think this is a. I'm not going to think about frosting again until like another eight years. Yeah, yeah. So so this was our frosting episode. Oh wait, um, but it says you have a rant. Did oh well, my rant was about buttercream. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My rant was about buttercream, which I think again is about simple good. buttercream. Like I, I want to. I wish that. I wish that. So do you remember how? Um, on an episode recently, you talked about having a robot to just like stand in the kitchen and, and do your cooking for you. That absolutely sounds like something I would which, say. Which episode was that? It was something. Oh, where I don't you, know. Anyway, we need like a frosting robot, somebody who will like just whip up all these frostings. Isn't for that us. just like a, a robot you know coop? You know what no, we a, need? Uh... We <laughs> we need a test kitchen. Oh, that's <laughs> okay. What we great. Need. That's what we need. I would like somebody to buzz us on the intercom and say frosting tasting is. Ready, come on down to the test kitchen. Oh, wow. Maybe, do, do we need a commissary? That's a thing, right? Ooh, that's it's so British of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm fancy. Yeah, you're very fancy. Um, yeah, no, we definitely need that. Uh, producer Abby, uh, g- please get right on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we call her Producer Abby because she can just produce anything that we, that we yeah. desire, yeah. right? She's, she's like... Um, Mary Poppins? She's like Mary Poppins. Uh-huh. She just reaches into her old carpet bag. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Isn't that what... Well, I know what carpet bagging is, but she also has this bag that, that, that like, is a tap... It's, like, got tapestry on the outside of it. I've never noticed producer Abby carrying a tapestry <laughs> bag. <laughs> no. No, I'm not talking about producer okay. Abby. I'm talking about Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins reaches into her bag and pulls out a yes. mirror and a lamp. Yes. And... Anyway. I have seen the movie. Yeah, great. Uh, anyway, she's going to pull out all the frostings we discussed on today's episode, and you can't have any. I think I was, when I saw Mary Poppins as a kid, I think I was scared of the part where, like, somebody floats up to the ceiling. I oh, love to, I yeah, love that's, to laugh. that's Uncle Albert. Right. Yeah. Like, I think that, that was, like, heavily, like, drug metaphor. Oh, really? I think so. I, I don't know. about it. 
Huh. Uh, anyway. All right. So uh, you can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com where, I don't know, are we going to like link to a... Let's link to some of the Stella Park stuff on yeah. Serious Eats. I mean, I, I really I really trust her. She's great. What if, I mean, there's seven minute frosting. Are there other durations of frosting? Like if you <laughs> could you make a 15 minute frosting that would be more than twice as good as a seven minute frosting? You know, I bet We that, talked about I, seven I minutes a, in heaven recently. I bet a Swiss buttercream winds up being a 15 minute okay. frosting. Probably. All right. Maybe more than that, frankly. I remember what, the time that I made the seven minute frosting, it seemed like an amazingly long time. Like, it doesn't sound, seven minutes doesn't sound like a long time. Like, you know, we can talk about nothing for seven minutes. Like but, we've been doing on this show. Right, but like, if, if you got your, your KitchenAid going at like, you know, medium high for seven minutes, it feels like an eternity. Do you ever feel like um, sad for your uh, like electronics when you work them really hard like that? I do, yes. I remember, I, I often feel that way about the vacuum. I feel like very worried about it and yeah. a little sad for not giving it a break. <laughs> And then I remember, so growing up in Oklahoma, you know, it gets wildly hot there in the summer. Like the kind of heat where like if your car has been sitting in a parking lot under the sun, like um, you get in and it just takes your breath away. Yes, I hate that. I remember feeling deep sadness for my mother's car when we would go get in it in a parking lot in that situation and we would, you know, start it up. It, it, it was always a little difficult to get it to start. And I just remember feeling oh, wow. such sadness for it. You know how like mean people talk about uh, empathy fatigue? It sounds like you have the opposite problem. <laughs> like I do. you just care so much that uh, that your empathy like boils over like like a billowy cloud of frosting yeah. onto like inanimate objects. I can't wait to hear what Nigella Lawson would say about my empathy. I know. We should we should get her on the show. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash buildmilkpodcast. Uh, like, what frosting did we not mention? That uh, I mean, actually, it, sa- it seems like uh, we maybe mentioned all of them, but no, there's probably more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, uh, you know, what frosting do you love? Yeah, what frosting do you love? And and what did we get wrong? I'm sure we got a lot of things wrong. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to love to tell us. We don't us. have to tell people to tell us what we got That's wrong. That's true. They do it without our asking. <laughs> um, you can find us on Instagram at Spilled Milk Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, our producer is Mary Poppins. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I feel like there's one other thing. Uh, uh, leave us a review, please. Yeah, yeah. On whatever podcasting app mm-hmm. you use. Uh, and until next time, uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk the show that's like a uh, 31 minute frosting <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg <laughs> and I'm Matthew Amsterburton I that's real bad anyway I'm so sorry <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott whether you're traveling for work or just enjoying a relaxing week away, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, and if you're a spilled milk listener, we bet that sometimes you want to cook when you travel. And Town Place Suites by Marriott has a Weber grill on the patio. They've got a microwave, dishwasher, stovetop, full-size refrigerator. You are good to go. In other words, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy.